Welcome to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the Warhammer 40k podcast where you get to write the script. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the show and maybe even jump your story in the line, or maybe even read stories with me, or maybe you have a story you would like to read to me, head on over to Patreon at Lorehammer Listener Lore and check out all the cool ways to get involved and support the show. Enjoy. Hello and welcome back to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the 40k podcast where you get to write the script. Hey everybody, I'm your host Mark and joining me today we got Luke. Welcome to the show. Hi, hello, it's me. <laughs> wow, what an intro. Uh, you're the first time <laughs> on this show, but some of your writing has made it onto Lorehammer Main before and you're actually writing lore for like one of my armies, which is super sweet. Yeah, that was, so the first piece that I wrote, um, the name of it is The Iron Skull's Purity, and it's about your obliterator army, um, which are an amalgam of the Iron Hands and the Silver Skulls, where the yeah. story is basically the Silver Skulls had a bunch of guys, they got attacked by the Iron Hands, and the Silver Skulls went, all right, you guys down there, good luck, catch you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it was and- so cool, man. There, There was one line... Um, oh man, I gotta find it, but I don't have the. I think I know the one that you're talking about. I think I know the one. Yeah. I'm uh, sure. Where, so so the first piece of fiction was I I just came up, I just wrote stuff based on what uh what your initial episode had been about. Yeah. And it's basically an assault on a Silver Skulls outpost where the Iron Skulls had tracked them down. They land. They murderate everyone. Um, <laughs> it's, it's it's you know full on forty k. It's very cheesy as well because all the names that I chose were basically just just bastardizations of the crew's names. <laughs> yeah, and ev- eventually the um, the ending. It's basically revealed that there's an inquisitor that has been watching this all play out from the different perspectives of the what are they called the auspexes of the Astartes. Yeah. And so he's 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 now going. What the hell's happened here? Who are these guys? Like, what's their tie to the Silver Skulls? But the last thing that the last surviving Astarte sees is he's lying on the ground. His body's basically broken, and these obliterators turn up and say, "Where is? I think his name's Argentius, who is the commander of the Silver Skulls." Yeah. And the Astart the the Silver Skull Astartes just basically says, "Up yours." You know, I'm not going to tell you. The emperor protects, and the obliterator just leans down and goes, "No, does not." <laughs> yeah, Fuck like yeah. welcome to 40k, bro. Sometimes you don't get a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was a really great story. Um, so I'm excited to see what you kind of wrote for this kind of second part of it. Yeah, so this was um, I I wasn't asked to do this. I was just inspired, so I wrote it. <laughs> um, this is this is based on what I think was so, sort of like the draft of the army, where you ha- where you had an idea that uh, one of the guys was maybe a corn worshipper. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one of the characters in this is uh, a corn worshipper, even though the rest of them are like, ah, we don't need we don't need any of that. Like, leave it alone. 
We'll just go <laughs> with uh, basically like Chaos Undivided, where yeah. they don't care who they worship, um, like whoever helps them out, then they're happy with it. But mainly it's Nurgle because the obliterated virus is a Nurgle thing. Yeah. No, no, um, I, so, I like just yeah. that little bit of touch to the character. You know, it, it adds a little bit of conflict even within um, the own squad. Yeah, that's right. Because um, again, welcome to 40K. Not everyone gets along. Yeah, even yeah, exactly. if even if they're part of the same squad, the same crew, um, even if they're the with the same virus. Yep. Yeah. Yep. How look at the Necrons, the most uh, you know divided species. They should be working together, but they've all got their own agendas, so they don't really uh, they don't really vibe together. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, uh, uh, do we so wanna... is, uh, this is what we call. Um, Oh no connection. What is it? Uh so chapter is called uh alrighty, we're ready to go. Yeah, let's just give it this one sec. My internet's just being a little sketchy. I think we're fine. Okay, yeah, let's let's go for it. Hello. There might be good thing the connection just to moment. Testing. <laughs> we made it back. Okay, sweet. <laughs> uh, gonna have to stitch things together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Sometimes that Panama quality internet gets the best of you, but whatever. Yeah. I I thought maybe it was because I was in the shire. <laughs> maybe a combination of the two <laughs> combination of the two so yeah. so where did you where did we last leave off with you uh i haven't heard any any reading yet gotcha okay so um so yeah, i'll just go from again we'll just stitch it so chapter two basically is called the price of iron and this is from the perspective of a very particular character within the squad I wish I had a voice changer, but I don't. I'm just going to have to use my own. <laughs> it is cold in here. It is cold everywhere except the engine rooms and the warp chambers. I feel every degree of temperature that permeates this prison. No, this liberation. Teleportation signals. Hmm. They return, making this place once more unhallowed with their infection. I feel that, too. The infection that gave us our gifts. I feel the distortions in the warp as they rejoin me. The presence of their corrupted bodies. I feel the stride of their boots. I feel the rumble of their voices on the air. It was a half-success, this latest incursion. Did they find the answers they wanted? No. No, they did not. That will be a displeasure to him. They will meet to discuss their next steps. I feel and hear the peal of the engines whine and ignite as I take us into the void. The Inquisitor will be there soon, someone I wish not to know of us, at least for now. They make for the conference chambers, and I ponder what they will say. Through the sparks and cabling, I feel my consciousness drift towards them, and my vision congeals into a charred and pinstriped view of the iron skulls. They have convened. 
the iron ancient stands in the dim lights of a console, its fellows flanking the great hulk with our master before them. A waste of time! A waste of our time! Lord Vorketh Aramis establishes his tone as he always does with a fist striking steel. No one flinches. That outpost had nothing but curs and false brothers with naught but bolts in their skulls. None knew a thing. His fist craters into the steel of a girder. My body reverberates with the impact. My lord, one of them, the worshipper, speaks. The elimination of that outpost and its brother falsities were of great pleasures to speak not of pleasures, Ixal. Yes, I am sure the blood gold reveled in his sacrifices of slaughter, but should not we also drink of his enjoyment? No one but me detects the signals of Ixal's body, his adrenal glands and hearts rising in activity. He calms within seconds. Many a great sacrifice must be given before we are to receive his blessing in full, my lord. I mean not ill or distaste for your leadership. Then you will seal your throat before interrupting again, blood-sworn. Lord Vorketh studies his brothers briefly, and I feel his gaze upon me for a singular moment. We fester here, brothers. We fester without action, without progress. We are no closer to discovering the location of the traitor commander today than we were a century ago. He hides from us. He stays on the move. He fears us. My brothers shift their weight, grins of malignity painting their, their faces. They believe as much as I do, the words our Lord speaks, that our Gentius would not move so constantly if he were not afraid. We will go on. We will press forward until we find him. He stares upwards into the picked feed array, that which I see them through. Mergon, what are the analytics of the rabble that joined us today? He addresses me directly. I feel his searing attention like warp fire through a human corpse. 67% losses, 10% malfunction, 23% survive. These... Lord Vorketh's voice groans with the weight of his distaste. Creatures who call themselves our followers. Why do we take them with us? He looks across at his charges. One dares to answer. To draw our enemies fire, my lord. To clear the path for us. Because we are not in control. Lord Aramis spits the words, launching meat-flecked saliva across the room. His he further emphasizes his words with an impact upon the control desk, his fist cratering downward. His grimace of fury morphs into a creased mouth of grim determination. But we will be. Oh, we will be until that day we allow them with us only to die. They are not worthy of that which we carry, this blessed curse. I can see Ixel, the worshipper, battling with himself to speak. His inner wisdom is evidently the victor, and he remains silent. I allow them on this ship so that they might be purged on the path we tread, to form cobblestones of bone, asphalt of blood, and soil of flesh. You will not for a moment forget our purpose. Silent dismissal follows, with only his sabatons against the hull giving indications to his direction. The brothers file out 
and the Iron Ancient uses its second vocalization of the cycle. Uxal, it which feeds requires sustenance. The light of its viewplate goes dark, and the Bloodsworn takes up three of the rabble on his way to the cage. They chitter in their hunched forms as they trail him. I've not seen a feeding for it for some time, so I follow, eager to again drink in the might of our once-brother. My consciousness shifts through the circuit, streaming through data conduits, reveling in the information exchanges. I reach the cage before he does, and I watch the it for a time. A chaos spawn. That is what Imperial Records know them as. A literal definition, if there ever was one likely coined by my cousin falsities in the Mechanicus. Its many arms and appendages flick, twist, and pulsate with chaotic emotion. I had to advise against bringing it with us onto the outpost to Lord Vorketh's anger. I had to reason with him, as I feel I'm the only one who can. The time to herd it back aboard the ship will be too costly, my lord. We already know they have detected us. An Inquisitor discovering us would force our hand too early. We must strike hard and fast, I had said. I remember the way he looked at me, as though if he glared hard enough, the weight of the warp itself would tear me from existence. Perhaps it would. But he listened, as he always does. He needs me, just as I need them. Every ship needs a crew. It's great singular eye turns in its socket up at the blast doors to its containment as Ixel and his entourage enter. The heavy steel clangs with a mighty boom against the archway, alerting all within of Ixel's approach. Maintenance servitors swivel on the pedestals, going about menial tasks while the rabid cultists of the Iron Skulls go about their own maddened huddling. They scatter before the approach of the Bloodsworn as he mirrors the containment chamber itself. It which feeds, crawls onto two of its forelegs, bringing itself above Ixel's height. It lets loose a gurgling roar and snatches for him with a wriggling tentacle. The charged steel of its prison quickly disperses the thought of feasting on the obliterator marine with a surge of lightning. It shrieks in pain and takes to stalking about the cage, its eye following Ixel as he circles it. Abomination, Ixel growls. You understand it most of all, creature. You know why we kill. The mutation of flesh and warp influence slows to a prowling stomp. The thud of its steps echo through the room. The three followers who trailed Ixel clack their teeth together and exchange noisome groans and belches between each other. They look at Ixel questioningly. Feed, master? It feed? We feed! Ixal sneers and picks one up by the throat. Yes, you feed. He answers grimly, hurling the cultist up above the cage. I bring open the upper hatch of the prison as the slave plummets downwards again. With a slap of flesh on metal, it bounces off the rim of the aperture with a crack of bone, before falling through and into the waiting jaws of it which feeds. It smacks its teeth and rippling lips together, devouring the now wailing and screeching cultist, which screams thanks and blessings to the Iron Skulls. The remaining two cackle madly. Now! Me now! They call simultaneously from the diminutive statures to Ixel, 
quickly devolving into piteous squabbling, fighting for the honor of going second. Excel obliges them. With no care for which order they plead for, he pitches them through the feeding hatch into the cage to follow their damned comrade. They hurtle downward, gloriously sickened smiles of ecstasy on their faces as their bodies are crunched, slurped, and devoured by our once-brother. I bring the hatch closed and watch the it as it chews down the sinew and bloated flesh. Exile reaches towards the cage, his fingers outstretched as though to pet the creature. But a bright crackle of energy through the steel changes his mind. Sometimes it's good to remind them who truly keeps it caged. Murgon. Lord Vorketh's voice pulls me from my thoughts. I snake my way through the labyrinth of cables and generators into his presence. My vision shifts to the chambers where my core resides. I see the undulating flesh metal that gives me my power. My old augmentation signals back and forth. I feel my entire being surging through the length of the hull. I am the conduit through which my will is enforced. I am here, my lord, I answer, my voice crackling from a voxcaster embedded in the throat that was once mine. How goes the inventory? Lord Vorketh rumbles. We acquired as many munitions as we dared from the outpost armory before the signal from the Inquisitor got too close. We are well stocked for the next assault. And where is that next assault? I recognize the look he gives me. We assault where you command, my lord. I require only coordinates. The answer satisfies him. I always must caution myself against overstepping. You were listening again, Murgon. Watching, too. I cannot decipher what he expects this time. Is he making conversation? Chastising me? I will plead ignorance. It is my purpose to listen, my lord, to learn of the insights into our operations firsthand, to analyze, to predict, to adapt. You would be more effective at that if you joined us on the field of battle, Tech Marine. His leer seeks to draw me out. He, all of them, resent me. Do not give in. I join you from my integration. It is 23% complete. I can see and hear anything that occurs in the primary sections. I have control of all primary functions that serve our purpose. I revel in the memory of when I first connected to... And how long until you reach 100%? He interrupts my reminiscence. I know this tone he employs. He seeks to anger me. He knows that I am so much more now. It is unknown, my lord, but I have the control I desired. And that control is yours. The machine spirit bowed to me decades ago. Vorketh hawks a chunk of spittle to the ground. I spoke wrong. The machine spirit! He seems to almost to howl with laughter, speaking as though to an audience. The machine spirit. His voice lowers, his tone shifts to a growl. I tell you, Murgon. He tightly grasps one of my mechadendrites, bending and crushing it. Pain. I don't like it. If you are lying to me, if you have not tamed the accursed machine spirit within this ship, I am the machine spirit. 
I pitch the ship forwards, pouring more power into the engines to make my point. He's forced to plant his boots upon the iron for balance. A smile of satisfaction would have crossed my face had I one left. The sudden change in velocity makes him loose his grip upon that which he had so cruelly mangled. He appears to like the answer. For now, perhaps. He holds one hand before him, a finger outstretched to point at the desiccated husk of my once body. Our time is coming, Morgan. I am not a patient man. You tread thinly. Behind his facade of anger, I know this was a test. A reminder. I feel his boots traverse the portal from my chamber into the rest of the ship and beyond. I angle myself to catch the astral winds. We will need to refuel soon. It is cold in here. And that's it. That is, that's fantastic, man. You're such a good writer. <laughs> I, I try. I do my best. Um, yeah, like, ju- just the way the wording is, like, and even the 40K tones, like, once brother is a great line or, like, a cobblestone of bone, you know? Like, ah. Oh. Yeah. Very good. My One of my favorite ones that I came up with was um, our brother of falsities. Mm, yeah. Like, there's, it's, it's like a duo, it's a dual meaning. They're like, yeah, they kind of are our brothers but we don't consider them to be our equals yeah 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 it was very cool so basically like the 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 whole point of this was like on one of the lorehammer episodes we were brainstorming like what would it look like could you could an obliterator infect a tank what about a titan I th- what about i think i him? <laughs> I think I genuinely asked that question in like a Q&A and I think it, or someone did, I think someone asked that question. Maybe yeah. it was one of you guys on the crew that was like, could this happen? And there was a little bit of a, I hesitate to say heated debate because that might not be <laughs> accurate, but, but there was a discussion that happened that was like, well, sure. But I think that the main conceit was that if it was possible, there is currently no precedent for it. Yeah. No nowhere in the canon does it say that. So uh what I took away from that was one of you, I don't know which one of you one of you guys said it, I think it might have been you, said like as a compromise, well maybe in a fan fiction it's not complete. It's in like the beginning stages. Because yeah. then it's not upsetting the canon, because we know what happens when the canon gets messed with, people get very upset. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that like intrigate intrigate integration into the ship where it's like i am 27 percent like in control of this after like yep. decades of time that's right and that was another part of it where yep. um where the 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 compromise was okay well yeah sure it could probably be done in a story a fan could write you know a fan fiction or something but it wouldn't be complete and it would take an obscenely long time like yeah. centuries and centuries yeah um so that's where I went with that because uh, I'm I'm super uh, Necron and Admech are my two tops. Uh, it's my top one and two Necron up top. Uh, I'm if anyone remembers um, from a little while ago, I've done a couple of cycles of lore posts. Uh, I was the one who did all the Necron ones, basically. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. You yeah. like the oh, role? That was so much. Fun. <laughs> yeah, um, a couple of the cool things about this story was. Uh... Some of these like titles, like I don't think we talk too much about like who I want to call people or like, like all of this kind of came from you and the way you did it, like it really just hits, it hits everything like Bloodsworn. That's such <laughs> a sweet title for like 
this corn follower or it which feeds is just fantastic like you encaptured that perfectly in my mind yeah i think i was on a big lovecraft kick at the time uh where <laughs> when i was writing this i had i think only just started really delving into reading lovecraft and reading the more gruesome horror stuff so i thought well it's not gonna have like a normal name it's not going to be called like Dave the Darkspawn or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's gonna it's gonna have some kind of you know eldritch strange name that is yeah. more descriptive than it is uh you know giving ownership to it. And, yeah. You know what does it do? It eats stuff. That's what it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like basically, like my concept for that spawn was um you know if you let the obliterated virus get control of you, what would that look like? So then I kind of yeah. came up with like this chaos spawn that just feeds now. Yeah. Well, yep. you did the feed part, but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I had to look up exactly what chaos spawn do and I had to look up what they look like. Cause I, when I think of um, 40k chaos spawn, I think of the, I can't remember what they're called. They're called like a blood horrors or something from the Dawn of War, the original games. Okay. Okay. I, and they're those like pink fleshy creatures. I can't remember what they're called. Um, and that's what I was thinking of, but chaos spawn are totally different. Hmm. Um, they're, they're like these giant tentacled monsters with a giant eye. Of course, because it's chaos, they could look probably like anything you wanted them to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, chaos, chaos be chaos. And... Yeah, I really like, too, what you did with, like, the cultists. Like, these just fervored, like, crazy semi-obliterators that are just like slowly getting infected but they just sacrifice them you know that's like they think they're worthy the iron skulls are like you're not worthy it's this one little thing yeah that's the it's it's the flawed logic of 40k not as in like how things are written but the internal logic of the universe is that all of these different factions believe that you know the imperium of man think that they're awesome but they actually have a very hypocritical and awful belief system chaos are the same they're like everything should be chaos but we are also infighting and we all hate each other and we're all backstabbing each other uh, yeah <laughs> so i wanted i wanted to put that in there i believe the cultists came from a discussion with you yeah when like I, I was when i gave I, you a draft of it yeah like i do have cultist miniatures and stuff so yeah because when i when i was running out i think i only had the obliterators mm, but then okay. i i think i sent you the draft and you said oh no like they have little like li <laughs> little guys who fight for them yeah, and yeah they're basically fodder and i was like oh okay well yeah that makes sense because otherwise yeah. it would be uh, um you'd only ever be able to use 40k wargaming yeah exactly so that was fun one of the other things um that uh the the motivations of the iron skulls is that uh that don't believe anyone else is worthy that they were given this blessing and only they are worthy of it so they are quite happy to throw hundreds of bolted and blasted and eviscerated <laughs> yeah exactly yeah it's very cool um i loved it man i i really liked it is there anything else you want to share about it there's in the name um in in that original episode you talked about how you hadn't chaos 
didn't really know anything about it, and you invited anyone to just write lore about who they were. And um, I think a couple of people, but I was, I was one of them. Uh, they just, I just around with a few names, and I'm Vorketh. That sounds like a lost lord name to me. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> Hello. Take three, let's go. Take three, okay. I think we can <laughs> just wrap it up at this point. Sweet as, yeah, all good. Um, no, that was a lot of fun. I uh, I like... I, I like people liking my stuff and I like writing. So that was sort <laughs> yeah. of a win win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I got sweet lore for my army. You got to flex some muscles and write something you, yeah, something different, something somebody else kind of had the idea. Great, great. Yeah, definitely. I mean, every time you write something, you get just a little bit better. Yeah, exactly. I uh, wrote my first kind of like uh, short story narrative couple months ago and yeah i feel like i learned so much and now just even always reading your guys's story i learn even more so it's always perfect it's cool too because very often um people in the community i mean obviously no one no matter how much someone might claim they can no one can hold all of the 40k lore in their head at one time exactly so you you end up reading different pieces of fiction that people have just made up and you look at it and go oh what's that like um what is it Stygies seven I think it is, which is the one where they, they're quite happy to use Xenotech. I had no idea about that place until I read some fiction and yeah. someone mentioned it. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, and so you find all these different things and you end up getting inspired and you go, oh, that's dope as hell. Like uh, like the Tau, they're way cooler than I thought they were after <laughs> listening to a few Lorehammer episodes. I was like, oh, they, they're not actually just, you know, they've got, they, they definitely smack of the memes that people have. Yeah, but they've got some super cool stuff going for them, just like all the factions do. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I feel like you know everything has. I don't have a favorite. The whole setting it just draws me in because it's just so much craziness, you know. Yeah, everywhere you look, there's something that you're going to enjoy. Exactly. <laughs> um. Well, that was a great episode. Thank you so much for joining me. Um. If you guys want to uh, submit your own lore, you can submit to lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to support the show, you can go to Lorehammer Listener Lore Patreon page and throw me a buck. There's also links in the description below. Luke, thanks for joining me. Thank you for inviting me on, and I hope everyone enjoyed. Have a good one. Adios. Thanks for listening. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out our Patreon page and support the show at Lorehammer Listener Lore. See you next episode. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... 
place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.